everybody to the Stabcast. I am Mindy. I'm Dan. We're here on uh, another Sunday. We're back at, at our scheduled time. Uh, we had a midweek episode last week. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. And now we're back here for Wish Upon. Yes, this is one of uh, Joey King's, I'm not going to say early, early roles, because she's, she's a teenager. So it's not like too early. Um but she did a really good job, and also Ryan Phillippe is in it as well. Everyone knows we love slashers. We, we love, love I know you did what you, what you did last summer, and Ryan Phillippe is one of the people in there. So it was very refreshing to see him as well. And then as Daniel and I were talking, we found out that there was more and more and more horror veterans that were in this movie yeah. than we thought. Now, real quick. I'm going to lay, lay it down real quick. Okay. So, if you are uncomfortable with suicide. Yes. The actions of suicide, somebody doing them, it being mentioned, or just doing it in general. Do not watch this movie. Do not listen to this episode. Turn it off. We don't want it to be a trigger for you guys. Yeah. We really don't. We're not those kind of people. No. We want to keep it kosher. If well, yeah. you have a problem with it, then just turn it off and act like we're, we took a leap week, basically. A leap week. Yeah. I mean, it, that was, it was well said by you, but it, it also is that uh, it feels weird giving a PSA considering we talk about people dying every week. But it, it uh, it's also when you put in mental health aspects and you put in stuff like that, and this movie kind of – it doesn't. It's not that it doesn't handle it well. It's a horror movie that does what it does. But it is one of those things that if you're not, you know, if capable you're not of, for it, yeah, you're not capable of sitting through something like it, I feel like you shouldn't watch. It. Yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that either. But if that's just not your cup of tea and you don't want to see that type of shit, I think that is a good PSA to give. Uh, so that uh, I agree. Okay. But before we even get into the movie, I do want to talk about some other things, too. Okay. Because it's the summertime, and horror is popping off a little bit. We have been talking about this movie, The Blackening, and it's making a little bit of money. The okay. budget was $5 million, and it had its opening weekend last week, and it played this week, and it's made $12 million so far. So and what kind of budget? $5 million. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, so, I mean, it's making money. Yeah. It's doing better than The Flash. <laughs> making some money so uh yeah not a big budget but good for them good for them i mean i've heard mixed results me too rotten tomatoes is like 86 percent though critics are loving it but uh, the and the fan things like 80 something too but then like my friends that have seen the movie are like this isn't that good i really didn't like it and, and even you know and and i'm not just like like talking like all my you know 
my Caucasian Bible camp buddies either. Because I know it's not the, the movie's not like you know it, it it is for the demographic. It is for, but it's also can be enjoyed by the masses. And I've talked to some of my my homies, and they're like, yeah, this movie's kind of it's kind of whack. But I've also, but I look and the critics love it, and the audience scores high. So, and the money, it's making some money, so it must be doing something, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but me and uh, I've also I've been doing a lot of horror over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I the other night I watched I did a little marathon. I watched this. I watched the Fourth Friday with Corey Feldman. Okay. And I watched uh, the Wicker Man. Ah, original or remake? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. <laughs> I did Nick Cage, baby. The bees! Um, I did a similar kind of thing this weekend and watched a couple of horror movies, of, of course, because you know that that's just what I do. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Um, Tubi is actually really good for, like, movies that, like, you wouldn't see, you would never see in theaters. Yeah. So, I actually watched one that me and Daniel know, Bad Match. Yeah. We've actually covered it here on the show. And then followed up by the Romeo and Juliet Killers. Mm-hmm. And then I followed that up with a woman scorned the Betty Broderick story. It's more of a documentary than a horror. Yeah. But, I mean, she still does kill kill people, like, a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. So, it's a, yeah, it's a good watch. Yeah. And uh, Evil Dead Rise is on Max, so we'll check that out soon. Yep, even though I heard that it's really, really, really bad. I didn't like it at all. I thought it sucked. Yeah. Because I, I saw that in theaters alone, and I, I almost walked out. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, but uh, it wasn't that great of a movie. But I, I'll, I'll give it a second watch, and I'll watch it with you. Okay. We'll see if it's good. But from what I remember, it wasn't that great. But let's get into the movie at hand, The Wish, wish Upon. Not the, just Wish Upon. And uh, this is the story of Claire, played by Joy King. Uh, this was a $12 million budget, and it made 23.5, so it did a little bit. It came out in 2017. It's directed, it's directed by uh, John R. Leonetti. And... Uh, we also have Ki Hong Lee as Ryan, who very famous from the Maze Runner franchise. As soon as I saw, him, I was like, "That's my boy Minnow." I thought he—he's a real one in that. He's like he's like an action star almost. So it's cool to see him in something like this, doing something a little different. Yeah. Uh, you have Sydney Park as Meredith McNeil, which is one of your favorite characters. I love Meredith. <laughs> she's my fucking spirit animal. Yeah. She's so great. Like the shit that comes out of her mouth is. It's exactly what I would say. It's just, it's magnificent. It is. It. Uh, we have Shannon Purser as June. Uh, we got Sherilyn Fenn as Mrs. DeLuca. Uh, Elizabeth Rahm as Joanna Shannon. And my boy Ryan Phillippe is uh, Jonathan Shannon, who mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer. He's the realest one of all time. Mm-hmm. Also, what was that movie with, with Sarah Michelle Gellar? Oh, Cruel Intentions? Cruel Intentions, yeah. Fucking classic. Uh, you have Mitchell Slaggard as uh, Paul Middlebrook, Josephine Langford as Darcy. Poor Darcy. No, fuck Darcy. <laughs> Poor Darcy. Fuck Darcy. She deserved it. Oh no, then she got fucked up though. She deserved it. And Alice Lee is Gina. Uh, Mindy, why don't you give kind of the backstory and stuff because this is definitely your type of movie. 
I, I, I did like it, and this has because we're already we're in full spoilers now. We're diving deep. Uh, that the wish thing and the a directly re- Devil Diary. Yeah. I remember watching it with you, and I've seen that oh. type of thing done before. And I know we always like talk about tropes, and we talk about where we've seen other plot elements and shit. But as soon as I like put it on and started watching, I was like, "This is just like fucking Devil Diary." Every time this bitch is thinking of something, someone's getting fucked up. It's like Devil Diary, except she's not really writing it down. But uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it reminded me of shit like that. But it also for that thing, it's like it knows what it's doing. It's in the fucking title. It's a wish type movie. So my, why not as well do it to the max, even though it's not a completely original concept, do it to the max. And I, the, the thing I commend this movie on is that it did it. Yeah. It does do it to the max and it does have some cool kills. It's got some cool moments. And, but yeah, give us a little backstory on Claire and what's going on here. All right. So Claire, when we start off with the movie, Claire's about five, six years old. She has a mom named Joanna and a, um, father, sorry, named John, and Joanna has a secret, and she's throwing something out in the trash can while while Claire is playing with the dog that she had just got her Mac. Yeah. Everything's going well and whatnot, and the mom disappears, and she goes upstairs to look for her, and mommy's hung herself. She's done. So, I mean, that that basically is a memory that we wake up to. We find out that Claire's father is basically a salvager. He goes to junkyards. He's a dumpster he's a, diver. He's a dumpster diver, basically. Yeah. And it really embarrasses the fuck out of her. I don't blame her. I mean, she's in high school. She didn't want to fucking deal with this shit. So, her and her dad at first are very, very distant. They are not close whatsoever. And you see in, in the beginning of the movie, this girl is a complete outcast. Yeah. Like, yes, she does have the two friend, best friends, Meredith and June, but she's an outcast. Yeah. I mean, she does stick up for herself, though. I will have to say. Yeah. She does stand up for herself when it's due. And when the one popular girl walked by her Darcy, and she called her super uh, spec swagma. And she's like, what the hell is that? Or uh, extreme swagma, something like that. Yeah. And she was like, oh, swagma. And starts reading this definition about fucking pus and ooze coming out of the freaking vagina. (laughs) And it's like, what the hell? And she said, oh, would you also like me to define the extreme for you? Yeah. I said, oh, wow, you're, wow. Oh, I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. Yeah. And then Darcy just smacks her. And, like, you think, like, Joey King, like, she's going to cry or she's going to run away or something. She decks that girl right back. And then before you know it, they are on fucking top of each other. <sighs> beating the shit out of one another. Not fans. And, I mean, I gotta give it to both actresses. They they did a phenomenal job. It was a good cat fight. Yeah, they did a really good, really good cat fight. Yeah. And then, Claire goes home, and she goes across the street to Mr. Luca's house, and Mr. Luca makes her smoothie, and gives her ice, 
and stuff like that. And then she goes home to her dad's friends and salad, which she calls the yucky green stuff. And uh, she she goes to go in the room with Max, and he's like, hey, buddy, because you find out very quickly that they're so distant that they don't really even call each other, like, dad, father and daughter is, like, buddy, and, like, she says yeah. his first name. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, <clears throat> but she goes upstairs and finds something that they found in the trash. And he thought <coughs> that she could use it because there's Chinese writing on it. And they got it out front of a Chinese place because Claire's actually taking Chinese. Yeah. So she goes upstairs, she unwraps it, and she sees the most beautiful little music box that she has ever seen. It's like got a octagon yeah. kind of shape. Yeah. And it's got like a hole in the middle, and it's just, it honestly is gorgeous. Yeah. Honestly, it's dark red with golden bordering, and it's actually really fucking pretty. Right. And she knows a tiny bit of Chinese from school, so she reads like seven wishes. At will it, I will grant you seven wishes. So she thinks and will grant her seven wishes and whatnot, but she can't decipher anything else. Yeah. And so she takes pictures of it and whatnot. She tries to ask questions, but here's my here's my thing. She fucked with it before she had taken the pictures and asked people about it. You don't do that. Yeah. If you have something so mysterious that you can't even fucking figure it out, do not touch it. Don't. Let somebody else fucking touch it. You don't know what the fuck it is. Don't touch it. But anyways, Jane is over here laughing at me. I'm anyways, dying. you're right. I mean, like we get to, we get to the uh, I mean, they're back at school and everything, and they find out that Claire's first wish, which was for Darcy to rock, was uh, actually happening. Yeah, poor Darcy. And Darcy. I hate this girl, but Daniel, Daniel's right. She really did get the fuck end of the stick, man. Yeah. Like, she ended up getting, like, some, like, fungal disease or something from the spa or whatever, and it was literally rotting her body from yeah. the inside out. She lost a couple toes and shit, so, like, that was bad. Like, that yeah. was really, really bad. And Claire was like, oh, holy shit, this works. And it's like, get away from it. What the fuck you think you're doing? Yeah. So she finally shows the pictures of it to her Chinese professor. And he tells her that if he wants anything, if she wants to get anything out of it, then she needs to talk to a scholar. I'm sorry, but you're a fucking teacher. You're a fucking professor. You tell me that you're not a scholar. <laughs> yeah, you need a student's help. I'm not, I'm not fit enough for this. Can you tell me that I need to go? with a fucking college and get a student that is several years younger than you and probably not Chinese and ask them what the fuck this means because you can't do it for me. That pissed me off really badly. Yeah. Now, had the teacher been 
like American and whatnot, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have taken off so many points because I took off about two points. Yeah. Normally I wouldn't do that, but it's just you don't catch an cast an Asian character and make their Asianness worthless. Yeah. It's stupid. So then. But my boy Ryan, when he comes into play, he is a real one. I mean, Ryan's different. Ryan's different. Ryan and his cousin are different because they help her and they actually know their shit. Yeah. That's a completely different story. But Ryan ends up hearing her and offers to hook her up with his cousin for a price. And she's like, I don't have money. And then a dick joke is made by one of his friends, and they walk away. But he tells her basically that the offer still stands. Yeah. So things are things are progressively going. Like yeah. Max dies after the whole thing with the popular girl, mm-hmm. and she wishes that. She could have all of her uncle Agatha's money, and he actually dies. Yeah, out of nowhere, and flips and hits his head and everything. Like poor Uncle August, man. I feel so bad for that guy, and I felt even worse for a fucking nurse or anyone that comes in that fucking house because who turned the goddamn water off? Nobody. Yeah. So you're telling me, like, two or three fucking days, you got water that's blood, basically, that's all over the fucking house. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then she makes a few other wishes and whatnot. She starts living a really swanky lifestyle. People really, really dig her. She's got the boy that she wanted, which I'll touch more on that for a moment. Um, And life for her is going great. Well, poor Mrs. DeLuca ends up having an incident. Oh, and yeah. Claire finds, finds her, and she ends up with her neck broken because she got her hair caught in the garbage disposal. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> for me, unfortunately, it was, yes, it was suspenseful because which was right by the woman's leg, so you knew she was going to hit it. You just didn't know when. Yeah. So, yes, it was suspenseful, but I couldn't help but seeing like we were getting a rip-off of Mrs. Luden and Son of Us Nation 1. Yeah. You know, it just felt very much so like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, yeah, there wasn't glass or knives involved or anything like that, but I just feel like it was, an homage, and yeah, I think they did a little bit too hard, working too hard to make it an homage. Yeah. Unfortunately. For me, it really didn't work. And the fact that no one checked on that woman for for a week. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, tell me somebody checked on her. Yeah. So, that just, yeah. That, I mean, it was it was awesome looking. No, it, it was. was. It was disgusting, and it was awesome looking, but I wasn't very real. And I don't like saying real because a lot of the shit isn't real because it would never, ever happen. No, in a lot of these movies, and especially this one, it is a very fantastical type plot. Even yeah. though it is grounded, too, it's also like with the Chinese mystery. But the accident seemed very, very spot on. It did. But hers did not. 
So then at this point, Claire goes and asks Ryan for help. And they go to his cousin's loft, Gina. And Gina's a genius, basically. She looks Smart as fuck, yeah. yeah. So this is the thing she's able to translate it almost immediately. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so you get seven wishes. Each wish has a blood price. Yep. And if you blah, blah, blah. She said, there's something on here that I don't understand. And she says, let me call my friend. You guys go on. I'm going to eat the food that you brought me. Yeah. And they left, and she found out from her friend, Mike, that she had actually, um, that the translation was actually, like, when you are done with me, like, do not lose me, do not throw me away, nothing like that, otherwise your wish will be broken. And at the end of the seven wishes, the yokai, which is the a Japanese demon, comes to claim the soul. Yeah. So that's really fucked up. Also, I forgot something really funny. The reason why I love Meredith so much is because when the whole spagma thing went down and Claire was fighting with uh, the other girl, fucking... Meredith, out of nowhere, and you can only see this if you put on your captions, which I'm so glad I did, because out of nowhere, she just yells, come on, Claire, beat her like you beat a lesbian, had an infant out of a woman's vagina, and it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What even came to your mind, little girl, when you said that? Like, what in the hell? And it was it was hilarious. But anyways, we'll get back. We'll get more on Meredith later on. She so, was funny as fuck. She she really was. And um, so then she is she got the boy that she wanted. She's popular. Everything's going her way. Yeah, and not to to interject a little bit here. Well, not interject because everything you're saying is spot on. But uh, that's the plot. But it's hard to see Claire almost if they didn't do a good enough job with the trauma. And that's what a lot of these horror movies, especially a lot of the shit we cover, Mm -hmm. there's a girl that goes through trauma and she ends up being a big hero and she could come across as very unlikable. If it wasn't for what we'll get to at the end and uh, you know, the beginning, a lot of the middle, you could be like, well, she's kind of a vain asshole. Like, yeah. for all the shit she's wishing. Like, she's really going power hungry. But that's also the fun thing of the movie is that she's kind of realizing the bad shit that this is doing. And she's also, like, still doing it because she's like, I need this, you know? And when she she's addicted to it. Yeah. And when she confronts June and Meredith <laughs> about it, I mean, Meredith thinks it's a joke and tells it to kill her, which is not a good idea. <laughs> and... Then also, like, she's kicking it and disrespecting it. And, like, this other, like, Claire is throwing a fucking fit. Yeah. Like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll anger it. And it's like, anger what? It's a thing. Yeah. And Meredith was that comic relief that you needed. She was. But, so, Paul... The boy that was in love with Claire 
shows up right before their senior scavenger hunt they're supposed to do. She tells him that she thinks they should take a break. He slips his wrist the right way. Damn. Now, I don't know if he dies because he does end up in the hospital um, in an ambulance. So I don't think he dies, but he got hurt. And then the very next day, they have the senior scavenger hunt, and Claire's back with her friends, June and Meredith. They're having a good time, and they have to go to a um, place where you would go up and go down. And so they figure out that it's like this amazing grand elevator yeah. that they have in town. And now, what I did forget to say earlier is Meredith is a game buff. Yeah. She loves games. And right now, she's trying to beat Mutant Molly so she can be the top mutant-killing master. And so they figure out the clue and whatnot, and then she finds out that Molly's in the building. Yeah. Now, while this is happening, we have a completely different POV, completely different setting happening. And I do like this. They did this very well. Yeah. Her dad was driving down the street. He told her he had a gig and that he would be back later. Well, all of a sudden, the fucking car just skids and shit. And you think, oh, fuck, the dad's going to be the one. Yeah. Well, then, his dad jacks the car up and... He loses the lug nut, though, and ends up underneath the fucking car trying to get it. And then Meredith, her elevator, like, stops. And it's like, what the fuck? Is Death choosing which one to take him? Yeah. What the fuck? So that was a little too Final Destination for me. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it was a good visual with the tire and shit because, like, his tire rolls away and it bounces off another car and almost hits him right in the face. That was a really good visual. And then Meredith actually crashes down in the elevator and since the elevator is full of glass and she fell, like, 100 feet, she's done. Yeah, it's over. And That's my top kill. Yeah. And at that point... Um, June is like, this is, this is your fault. You need to fix this. You need to stop this. You need to throw this this out. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, Claire puts it away for safekeeping or so she thinks. And then June actually ends up stealing it. Yep. And you don't trust her. No. And you can't blame her. No. Claire became a totally different person. Her character arc is the most interesting part of this movie. Yeah. She definitely went down a very deep, addictive hole. Yes. And it was so deep and so addictive that she didn't even care about anybody's anybody's life. Yeah. And, like, she tossed June like a fucking rag doll down the flight of stairs. I don't know if June died, though. Because she did make noise after the fall. Yeah, they didn't really So I'm not sure sure if she was alive or yeah. not. Yeah. But I do know that Claire threw her. And then she definitely threw your her. boy, she Ryan, her. went after her and was like, come on, you have to stop this. Just give it to me. You need to get rid of it. Stop. And she won't listen. And at this point, she's like erratic. Yeah. 
And she's at home and she's thinking about what she can do to fix everything. She's like, I want my mom back. So she asks for her mom back. Yeah. And she gets her mom. And everything's going okay. And then she goes through some paintings in the basement and finds out that the box that she had that's tied to an urban legend and everything, and the reason why everyone is dying, her mother had it. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a big twist, that too. That was the thing that <clears throat> mother had thrown out in the trash. Yeah. While she was playing with Matt, which is why her mother committed suicide. So as soon as she found that out, she's like, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. No, 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 no. And then she realizes that since she wished her mom back, that dad was going to go. So she ran outside as soon as she could, and unfortunately, she's just stuck in too late. And this is personally my favorite kill, just because it's so stupid and it would never happen. Yeah. I fucking dropped the chainsaw and just cut the dad's fucking head off. Like, yeah. that would not happen. No, it wouldn't. That would not happen. It's like, that would, I mean, <coughs> yeah, he would get hurt. He would get really hurt badly. But he wouldn't take his fucking head clean off. Yeah. That just wouldn't happen. You ha- you would have to have so much power behind you. And if you're just fucking sawing a tree branch or whatever, you're not going to have that kind of power. So, I, but I liked it, though, for that. It was a good visual. It was, yeah. It was good. She runs upstairs, and she's trying to figure out what to do. And she, at this point, she's, like, growling at it, screaming at it. Or she's lost her fucking mind. And she's like, I want to go back. Yeah. I know how to beat you. I want to go back. I want to go back before I even met you. Yeah. Before my dad even challenged you. I want to go back now, 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 now. And she doesn't, it works. She goes back. Max is there. She goes out with her father for the first time in a really long time to the salvage yard and whatnot. And she does this so she can actually get back. And she gets the box, she puts it in her bag, and she goes to school and everything, and she runs into Ryan, who has no fucking idea who she is. Yeah. Because everything's been reversed. So he doesn't know who she is. And she flirts with him about multiverses and shit, and gives him the box, tells him to bury it, don't open it under any circumstances. Well, Claire gets some balls and kisses them. And then all of a sudden, all those popular kids that were so nasty to her ended up killing her. Yep. Yep. They ended up running right over, and she flung right into another car and died. Yep. And right there, the yokai had claimed the spirit. Yep. And that was, it was a good end to her character, too. Because yeah. she kind of, she did the right thing in the end. She felt it. She knew <laughs> everything had gone to shit. And you knew she wasn't going to commit suicide at that point. Yeah. She'd been through too much. She wasn't going to do that. No. So she did the, <clears throat> and, and her, like, it just, it wrapped it up in a neat little bow mm-hmm. to where you watch this person who'd been through so much so you feel bad for them off rip. Then they start to go down this dark path. And not give a shit what they're doing to the people around them. But also, like, they see what's going on, but they, they're they just so into this, like, dark hole that they just have to keep going. 
And then in the very end, she like decides to do the right thing and like figures it out. And it's just like it. it and I love how she portrays and the director portrays the addiction yeah. that it can have on you. Like, yes, people are dying, but she's getting everything that she could ever want. Yeah, exactly. So she's in a real crossroads. I mean, she's stuck between being like horribly treated and having a horrible life to having a glitz and glam life where everyone loves her. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, I don't know what I should do. And honestly, it's very, very far on for girls her age. Yeah. Honestly, you give any girl that kind of power, and they're going to wish like that. Um, And I feel like Joey King did an amazing job of portraying a young person who went from unpopular to popular to unpopular and did it in such a way that you would think she was like being withdrawn from drugs. Yeah. You would have thought she had a drug problem or something. Yeah. The way she was acting. So kudos to her. Kudos yeah. to the director. I think they did a great job on that. I think they did a lovely job on it because it puts it in that perspective to like well, what would you do? Because everyone's like, oh, but if you're in that same situation and you're all fucked up and everything's bad and you have a chance to make it good and then you find out that shit, like, are you going to really circle back and are you going to fucking keep going into the hole? You know, so. Because also, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a very end credit scene. Yeah. And Ryan breaks. Oh, I, I saw this. Yes. He, he pockets looked. the thing. Yeah. He looks. Yeah. And, well, he already had it. He didn't talk about it. He but he doesn't get it. rid of it. But he doesn't get rid of it. He looks at it. And yeah. he ends up keeping it with him. Yeah. And I found that very, very interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is Chinese. He knows that it's connected to a demon. He knows it's bad. But for me, that action proves how intoxicating that power is. 100%. And even a good guy like him who was just a sweetheart trying to help everybody the whole time could fall into it. That's what I said. That's To me, that's the theme of the movie, and that's what it did really well. Because, like, he's, like, a good guy the whole time, and even him's like, I'm interested, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, I, I really like this. she was a sweet girl at first. She's very she was. Sweet. She was not a bad person. You slowly saw her become that and then try to get out of it at the end, and that's why I said the character arc was so well done. This The one thing this movie did, and that's why it's, like, the only knock I can really g- give it at all is the familiar premise because it's a familiar premise. That, and that's the one bad thing I can say about it. But the storytelling throughout, the performances, the way it's written, everything, the way it's shot is done pretty masterfully. A Chinese urban legend instead of like Japanese. Yeah or folklore legend or something like that. I really enjoyed that. It was just a simple, solid thing put together really well. And, and the characters' performances, as long with everybody had an arc, everybody had something, the deaths mattered, which in these things, you and me have covered so many fucking deaths in horror movies. How many of them have mattered? Maybe 20% to the I movie, mean, me and you, know? you right now, we know almost the name of almost everyone that died. Yeah. And normally, like, so who's Seth we, that got ha- like, normally head we have this you stuff, know? like, written down and shit. We're, we, 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 we're 100% with you guys right now. We're not looking at the info. No. We're not reading the plot or anything like that. Like, this movie 
was so impactful to yeah. us that it made us remember everybody. That's the thing. So you can go ahead and say, yeah, it's a familiar premise, but it does everything in that premise that it needs to be done well to make this a great movie, and it does that. Absolutely. Overall, I'm giving it like an 8.3. I give it an 8.5. It's right up there. It's very fucking good. I, very close. Very, very, very close. Yeah. And it does, there's enough action and horror and fucked up shit happening to make it a horror movie. Or else it would be like a drama, like crazy, but, or, or a, a lifetime movie or something. Yeah, yeah. But it has enough crazy stuff and like really cool scenes and, and like really, like not gory, but horror. horror. The visual was Yeah, mocked. it was very oh well goodness. done. And Ryan Philippi needs to be in more shit. I know, Ryan. Come on back to us, Ryan. Come on. I, uh, because and this is, you know, just to give a little insight in our life, but somebody in my life had lost something not too long ago. And we thought it might be in a bag that we threw in the dumpster. And me and my brother, who's been on this network before, I had to go and I had to dive into the dumpster to get the bag. And this was a few days ago. And fucking Doug, my fat ass is in Doug's holding my legs and shit. Sorry. So, no, you're good. <laughs> but Ryan, I feel Philippi's pain. And I was also, that was the one wish. I was like, yeah, man, get your shit. I was like, I, I, I don't blame you, Claire. Have daddy quit doing that shit, because that shit sucks. And then he kept doing it, though. Yeah. That was the horrible water. It's like she got him a mansion and everything, and he still fucking dumpstered it. Yeah. She even says that. She's like, fucking really? Yeah. You have everything you could want. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you looking for, motherfucker? And he's like, I'm going to hang out with son, so I'm going to pick up stuff. And he's got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and she was so angry. I mean, you can't blame her. No. You not can't. at all. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I uh, Ryan is probably my favorite character. I just thought he did as the best, not that he wasn't really the best friend. He was just some dude helping out, but he just came across as such a good guy and, and well heart natured. And that's why his, the little twist at the end, it's like, Oh, even he could have a naughty streak. So shit like that makes me, I, I'm glad there wasn't a sequel, but I, I'm glad that it, they kept it open like that. And I thought the movie as a whole did a really great job. I think they kept it open like that, not even because of the sequel, but because it created the possibility <clears throat> and the imagination in people's heads of wait, is this really over? Yeah. And in, in horror, you can't really have a happy ending. You gotta have it like, oh, shit could still get fucked. And this one was just, it, it came out of nowhere. I mean, I knew she was gonna die at some point. I did not know it was gonna happen like that. No, me neither. Because that was just like, it took, it took my breath away. I was like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. Because it was, it was like that. So, honestly, definitely Wish Upon. Very good movie. You can find it on uh, YouTube for free with ads. You can also do Tubi if you want to do that. Um, I honestly had a really good time with this movie. Me I too. really hope Daniel did as well. I hope you guys at home have either followed along or you're going to go check it out or 100%. whatnot. Because it is a very good piece. Awesome piece. Um, Daniel, what would you like to do for the next week? Next week, because we were going to do a summer with uh, Freddie, but we haven't been spending much time with him because they, even though every fucking movie ever is on streaming, whenever we want to do one, they're like, no, we're going to take it off. So uh, 
Next week, we're going to do top 10 Nightmare on Elm Street moments. Yeah. So anything in the franchise, and I'll even, if you want to throw something from Freddy and Jason, you can, but I don't think we're going <laughs> to. But, but Freddy moments, things that happen in the movies, kills, uh, top 10 Nightmare on Elm Street kills and moments. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a new type of direction. If people like that, we're going to keep doing it for other franchises. So mm-hmm. uh, throughout all of all those movies and all the nightmare history, we're going to go and say our individual top 10. So it'll be 20 overall, but it'll be our, uh, our list on what's our favorite. Yeah. So we'll be back for that and we'll give everybody, what will we give everybody? Uh, hootie hoop. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, have a good week and we'll see everybody next time. All right. Bye guys.